Today's dating world comes with a lot of BS. Ghosting, boring conversations, and endless first dates that don't go anywhere. It's complete BS, and it's got to stop. I'm your host, Kenna Renee, and Dating Without the BS gives you straight-to-the-point dating solutions so you can meet the exceptional partner waiting for you. So let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This episode was inspired by a coaching call, so this will be fun. <laughs> My client and I were talking, and she's like, oh, you should make that a podcast episode. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I haven't given you an update on my life in a long time, mainly because I'm like, it's not that interesting. No, it is interesting. It's fun. It's interesting. I'm thinking about making some fun little pivots in my business, but I'm waiting for those to finalize before I talk about it. And Love Lux Academy is on fire. Love Lux Academy is the three-month experience of understanding your own personal manifestation style to attract men into your life with ease. And myself and manifestation expert Elizabeth partnered together to create this beautiful container of space. And I will say it is a beautiful container of space because the women inside are killing it. I'm talking about like they're being asked out on dates organically. They are being bought dessert by the random stranger that's sitting next to them. They are having more dates than they've ever had. They're having incredible breakthroughs of understanding how they can make dating work for them with more ease and with more enjoyment. They are trusting themselves more, which we underrate. Like trusting ourselves, although it's a desire, it's underrated in our day-to-day life. Like we kind of just like ignore the idea that we should work on trusting ourselves. And I wouldn't say work on it, but that we should choose to trust ourselves more often. Um, I mean, this group is on fire. And Elizabeth and I are so excited about this group's container that we are going to do another round of it. So be on the lookout for us talking about it because you should not miss out. Like the two of us together, the women, and I'm going like, to give myself, myself kudos here. The women in the group are constantly saying like the two of you guys together are magic. And I would agree. Like we are a force to be reckoned with that like brings out women's ability in themselves to like find their own truth, find their own power, step into their own power and step away from the things that have been holding them back. Like it's so freaking awesome. So if that's a group that you're interested in and you think a group container would be good for you and you're ready to manifest a man with ease, be on the lookout for the Love Lux Academy round two. So today we're going to talk about managing perceived problems while you're dating and in relationships because this happens in relationships too. I have an extensive experience when it comes to perceived problems. I'm an expert at it, truly. (laughs) I look back on my dating life and my relationships and it was clear that I made up a lot of problems, not because I was crazy, but what I know now is that I would perceive problems as a way to feel more connected, as a way to feel like important to him. And the problems were actually legitimate in that moment. They were real things. Like I didn't feel acknowledged. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel important. And I wanted to feel that way like everyone else does in the relationship. And so in that moment, it was a legit problem. But here's the kicker. Most of them were just 
perceived problems. They were perceived because in the moment, I really did feel that way. But overall, I wasn't, what I was feeling wasn't accurate. Let me say that again. They were perceived problems because in the moment, I did feel that way. But overall, what I was feeling wasn't accurate. So I have a recent example of this because, again, I'm an expert in perceived problems. (laughs) And it recently showed up with Jason. I was working. It was a Wednesday. And all of a sudden, my mind, out of nowhere, was flooded with all these things that Jason isn't doing that he used to do, that I need him to do now in order to feel more loved and more connected, in order for me to feel spicy about our relationship, in order for me to feel excited about him, in order for me to feel connected to him, my mind was flooded with things that he was not doing. And I had evidence. I could tell you specifically, like things that he quote unquote wasn't doing, that I was like, see, he's not doing that. He's not doing that. But what was weird about this instance was like there was an urgency to talk to him about it in that moment. And what was weird was that it came out of nowhere. Like I was working intently on something else in my office. I was passionately pouring my heart and soul into something else. And my mind was just smacked with like all of these things. And so what I recognized was that because it came out of nowhere and instead of going right to him, I was like, hold on. None of this stuff really has to be addressed today. None of it's time sensitive. So I'm going to hold off on addressing them. Like I can address them if I want to, but not today. Today, you're going to go back to your work. And today, you're going to go back to the fact that your life is amazing. And you're going to go back to the fact that you are living a great life and that everything is fine. So I waited a day. And what happened was the next day, I did not feel the same way. I didn't even remember what I was upset about. I think for me personally, and I can't speak for you, but for me personally, I think that my Joe Dispenza talks about how like our body lives in habitual emotional states. That means that we experience the same emotions day in and relatively the same emotions day in and day out. And that if our 3D world is not reflecting our internal state. Meaning if there's too much goodness going on, like everything's perfectly fine, there's peace and quiet all the time, your body is going to, your internal state may not be used to that. And so your body is going to come with, up with reasons why something is wrong and it's they're going to be real things. And then it's going to make you change your 3D world, meaning go start an argument with your partner to match your internal world. Do you see what I'm saying? Hopefully this is making sense. And so my body came up with a perceived problem for reasons that I know of and I could get into, but I'm not going to. That's not what's important today. What's important today is that I watch women all the time walk away from good men because they see perceived problems. They think they're going at, they're, there's something that's going to be a problem and that it's not going to work out. And so we are preemptively seeing and looking for problems that may not be problems and we're missing out on great love in the meantime. And I don't want you missing out on great guys because of perceived problems. So if any of this maybe sounds like you, maybe your situation is not my situation, but maybe 
you're like, yeah, I feel like it's super easy for me to see the things that are wrong in people. I feel like I see what's wrong in people more often than I can see what's right in, per- in somebody. Like maybe you've questioned, like, am I being a little bit p- too particular? Like, am I making the right decisions about people or am I making decisions about people that like don't really matter? Like if you've ever thought that, keep listening to this episode, okay? So we're going to first start with the difference between an actual problem and a perceived problem. An actual problem is like a red flag where you know it's going to cause you bodily, physically, emotional, long-term harm. Another actual problem is that when people are just too different that it could cause you long-term to like self-sacrifice more than you want to. Where it's no longer a compromise, it would be like this is such a big difference in who we are that will cause me to self-sacrifice in the long run. So perceived problem is something that my client brought up to me. She was like, hey, my partner and I are not as connected as we used to be. And I said, okay, well, what would you like to be different to feel more connected? And she was like, I want him to share how he feels more often. And I was like, well, what if he's just not feeling anything? Like, what if he's just genuinely happy and he's just content with the way things are? Because men generally are more satisfied for longer periods of time than women are. Like generally, men need less and feel more satisfied, right? I think that's like, actually, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing that's probably a reason why they're so successful in life is because they, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Okay, stop, Kenna. (laughs) But when I said this to her, she just stared at me like, huh, I guess that could be true. And so I proceeded to ask her, like, hey, is he still showing up for you? Do you guys still have fun together? Do you still laugh together? Like, they have their first trip that they're going on in a couple weeks. Everything is good. And she was like, yeah. That is the perfect example of a perceived problem. What she wants is more connection. And as a desire for more connection, she's seeing the reasons why there's a potential problem in the relationship and it's on him and something that he needs to do differently. When really she just wants more connection. And what really is more true is that she just needs to realize that the connection she has is that great. And she needs to own it and soften into it and get comfortable with it. Another example on the opposite side of something being an actual problem, possibly, is that a client's dating a guy who's very independent, and she's realizing that she might want more connection in a relationship. And how much he independence he prefers versus how much closeness she wants in the long term might be too big of a difference. And this might be an actual problem, and maybe not a problem, but like a misalignment. Because what will happen is she will either have to accommodate, overly accommodate to get what she needs or possibly end up in an emotional deficit because even like the time they spend together, how much time they spend together, like the closeness in which they have, he is like way lower on that scale than she is. And this is the difference between a perceived problem and a possible actual problem. Perceived problems are usually connected to a desire for more, more adoration, more love, more connection, more excitement, more texting. Am I saying that it's not true, that you don't 
ever need more? No. Hear me when I say that. The example with my client and the guy that's independent could actually be a misalignment with who they are, which wouldn't be good long term because her emotional needs need more closeness, right? So in this case, it is possibly a problem that she does need more. But another common perceived problem is in texting. In the beginning stages of dating, people text a lot because it's new. And then when somebody starts to not text as much, we think they're losing interest, the connection is fading, but it's likely not a problem at all. Most of the time, we cannot spend our whole day texting back and forth, and it's not necessarily true that there is a problem. What's more true likely is that you guys are just living your own lives, which should be happening anyways. But we get hung up on perceived problems and we miss out on great guys because we aren't pausing to figure out, is this a real problem or a perceived one? So let's talk about how to figure it out. The first thing you're going to do is you're going to pause and ask yourself, like, what if this isn't a problem? So in the case of not getting a text back for him or not getting as many texts from him, you're going to pause and you're going to ask yourself, like, what if this isn't a problem? What if nothing has changed? What if the whole story I'm making up is not true? Then what? What will likely happen is you'll hear back from him. And then you're just going to go back to living your life and you're going to feel silly. If you don't hear from him, the good news is you have a clear answer that you don't want to date that person. And this helped my client so much when it came to the guy who's like highly independent because She was able to finally step out of the place of being like, what's wrong with me? Why isn't he showing up for me? He's losing interest in me. He doesn't really like me that much. She finally stepped out of that and she stepped into the place of like, this is actually just who he is and how he likes to be in relationships and it has nothing to do with how much he likes me. So then do I want to be with him? And when you approach dating from this angle of like, maybe this isn't a problem, You start to see things through a solution standpoint, which is where all of your power is at. My client stepped back into her power by seeing that this is just who he is and does this work for me. A very common way that we think that something is a problem is around common interests. Oh my gosh, I hear this all the time. What if I don't work out as much as he does? What if I don't like hiking as much as he does? What if I don't mountain bike? What if I don't ski? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I'm like, what if it's not a problem? What if you don't have to go with him? What if he doesn't want you to go with him? What if he doesn't want you to stop being you and he gets to be him and the relationships work beautifully? And now you're stepping into your full power. When I met Jason, there were many things I thought were going to be a problem. From how much sugar he eats to his personal growth and thinking that it wasn't enough to his spirituality, the truth is none of it was a problem. We create problems out of fear, out of protection. We create problems because maybe we're not quite ready yet. Because when you're really, really, really ready, what's crazy is you actually don't become more picky You become more accepting. You become more willing to get curious. 
you become more open to being wrong when you're really ready. Every person you meet is going to have multiple things about them that make you question if it could work. So expect that to be the case. Like, hear me when I say that. The goal isn't to find as minimal problems as possible. The goal is to look at the problems accurately. So here's a challenging one. Is it a problem if someone isn't vaccinated? Or maybe they voted for a president that you don't like. I don't think that those things are a problem. I think what is a problem is how the person treats the other person who who chooses differently. How do you choose to see the person that voted that way? Is what is how you're seeing that person because they voted that way really actually true about the person in front of you? So the first part is asking yourself, if I don't think that XYZ was going to happen to me in this problem, quote unquote problem, if I don't think I have to give up what I love or that I have to do more of what I don't like, if none of that is true and this isn't a problem, then what? And the second step is you're going to interact with the person as if it's not a problem for at least two more dates. Then if you see how it could work, but you decide that you still don't like it, that thing, then you can walk away. But if you look at the dating world, we are approaching dating while looking for all the problems. And what's happening is we're seeing all the reasons why it won't work. We want a man who's going to see the imperfections in us and choose us anyways. But how often are we actually putting that into practice? How often do you see a problem and then take more time to figure out if it's actually a problem? Remember, actual problems means it would cause you to self-sacrifice who you are. It would cause you to be in an emotional deficit. It would cause you to, to overextend yourself and do most of the heavy lifting. It would cause you to be somebody that you don't want to be because a difference is so big. In Love Lux Academy, we're teaching people to we're teaching everyone to like look at the problems that we're seeing as problems and then pause and ask ourselves like how am I actually feeling and these brilliant women are figuring out that they need to check in with their emotions and how they're feeling before assuming that there is actually a problem with the guy that they're talking to and this has been so amazing to watch because most of the time they figure out that they're hungry or they're tired and that's actually what's wrong with them And then usually the guy follows up and shows up and like is the guy that they want, they want him to be. Jason and I were house shopping the other day and it was a perfect example where like I pointed out this mirror for the bathroom and he was like, no, I don't like it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I went into this tyrant of like, we used to agree on things and this used to be so easy and maybe you were faking it. And like, I just spiraled out of control. And then I paused and took a deep breath and I was like, Kenna, what's wrong with you? And I was, I was hungry. <laughs> I was just hungry. But I made a problem out of us and our relationship and who he was and who I thought he used to be. And I made up this big old story because I was hungry. 
Red flags are always going to be red flags. I know that there's been times where you maybe convinced yourself to stay when you shouldn't have. But that's different from what I'm talking about today. You convinced yourself to stay when you saw red flags. Right now, you're perceiving problems and then not going to the next step to figure out if they are actual problems. And as a result, we really aren't giving anyone a chance to see if it could work, but we're also missing out on receiving really great love that's available right here and now. When you start looking for the reasons why it could work is when you open yourself up to receive more people that it will work with. So my encouragement for you guys in the new year is to start understanding what is actually a problem versus not by using this method. And if you want some women who are in your corner to help you distinguish between the problems and the non-problems, to help you tap into your ability to attract the men that you've been waiting for, come join us inside Love Lux Academy. Or we can also do this, some of this in my one-to-one work which I'm opening the doors to work together for three months or six months right now. And I've got a few spots available for that. And last thing I'm going to say is I'm doing a new series. I don't know if I talked about this. I know I did once, maybe twice. But I'm doing a new series where I bring on anyone who wants to come into my podcast to just talk all things dating. Our experiences, the things that have happened. You're not going to get coached. I'm not going to tell you what's right or what's wrong. I'm going to give you guys my strongest opinions because I can never hold back from those. But it's just going to be a casual conversation so that all of us can learn in a productive and intentional way about dating and how to love smarter. So if you are interested in that, send me a message. I can't wait to have you on the show. I'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, if you want to create a memorable dating experience that leads to the man you want to do life with in just six months, it's time for a coach and we need to chat. Send me a message at kennarenee.co at gmail.com or on Instagram at thekennarenee.co.